You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Chris Harper. Uh, Chris, Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Did you watch it? Come on, yep. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Can't lose, baby. Texas Forever, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, okay, so I I love that TV show. I don't think I watched it when it was out. No, I did. I watched it. You know, it was probably one of those Netflix or something where I was able to catch up on it. But I remember my buddy Scott Kadersha. So shout out to Scott that he made an observation when that TV show was out, maybe what mid to late two thousands, like two thousand five ish or something like that. That it was one of the best depictions on American television of a marriage, Hmm. right between the coach. And his wife, realistic. Uh, the coach was seen as uh, wanting to be an involved dad. He wanted to be a man. He wanted to have a good marriage. And I remember Scott just making that observation, like, "Hey, have you ever seen that? Like, in a, in a lot of television right now, you've got like The Simpsons, or you've got um, you've got Married with Children for those yeah. of us in the '80s growing up, where it just showed the husband and wife just kind of being cartoonish." playing on stereotypes. The husband was lazy. The wife was a nag, you know, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things he appreciated about that TV show was not just that it was excellent, uh, but also the way that it depicted marriage. And, yeah. um, and so, and even that show, I mean, it come a long way from some of those shows from the past, right? Cause they, that wasn't always the case that it was showing a husband and wife acting that way. No doubt, man. You think about the days of leave it to beaver. You think about uh, father knows best. Like we've come a long way from that. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the big cultural shifts I remember was um, who's the boss? Come on. With, with Tony Danza. Yes. And, the, and then you had this complete role reversal. So you had, the, you had the female lead character in the show. She became like the powerful CEO. Yep. And Tony, Tony Danza became the housekeeper. Yep. Complete cultural shift there, bro. Yep. And I never connected the dots because Alyssa Milano was my second celebrity crush after <laughs> Elizabeth Shue from the Karate Kid. Thank you very much. But uh, Adventures in never... Babysitting. Can we get That's... a shout out to Adventures yes. in Babysitting? Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. Uh, we need to make sure we look at the demographics of people who listen to this, that they're over a certain age because we That's may have right. just lost a bunch of people. Anyway, no, what, uh, what, what you yeah. just did is bless a bunch of people. I if did. you have not seen the original Karate Kid, Go out. Go watch that. Watch it. That's it. You can stop the podcast now if you want to. We give you permission. Just go you watch want, the original. You want to talk about a definition of a man? Can we talk about Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> Gosh, he was good. He was good. Okay, so um, here's why we're bringing all this up. Because not because we just want to talk about 80s TV shows or you know early... T- that would be fun, though. We maybe need to start a second podcast and put it on Patreon where people just pay to listen to it. But... <laughs> Uh, where you and I should talk about what we saw growing up. But um, Nancy Piercy, so, you know, getting more serious here, she wrote mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite books. Uh, and when I say favorite, like not because it was easy, but uh, mm-hmm. helpful. Maybe that's the right word. One of the most helpful books I've ever read, Total Truth. Yeah, She's a phenomenal thinker and uh, such a gift to, to Christendom. Mm-hmm. She has a book talking about masculinity, right? And had yeah. and quoted some studies in there about some very interesting things with popular media and the way they depict men. That's the, yeah. uh, the topic we're going to talk about today. So let us know a little bit more about that study. Cause I think it's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. The book, the book is phenomenal. If you haven't read it, you need to, it's the toxic war on masculinity. Mm. Uh, and miss Nancy is just, I mean, she's one, she's an absolute delight Two, She's, she's just a genius. I mean, yep. so, so good. 
But in the book, she talks about um, a recent study of mass media. So they looked at 2,000 different channels of media, mass media, everything from the New York Times and the Washington Post all the way to daytime talk show. So 2,000 outlets, and they, they observed it for six months, and they just noted that anytime a man was mentioned or anytime a man was brought up, 75% of the time, so three out of four times that a man is mentioned, he's always mentioned in, in one of, of four characters. He's either a villain, an aggressor, a pervert, or a womanizer. It's crazy. It's, I mean, that is just fascinating. It, I mean, it, it really is. So, so what that means is the majority of media we're consuming, uh, the majority of media that our children are consuming— um, we are consciously and subconsciously being told that that if you're a man, your destination is is you're a villain, you're an aggressor, you're a pervert, you're a womanizer. Like like that's inevitable. Yeah. And and what happens is if you hear that long enough, like like you start to believe that, and <clears throat> and and your direction will ultimately become your 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 destination. Your destiny. That's right. That's and, right. And, and my fear is, man, that's what men are hearing over and over and over today. Yeah. I mean, just go back to the episode a couple episodes ago when we talked about paying attention, that you are mm. giving your heart a ticket to something. So if we're consuming some of this media that continues to tell us men that we're the villain, the aggressor, the pervert, or the womanizer, you better believe that's going to have an impact on our identity and the way that we think about ourselves and impact our security and the way we show up. Uh, everywhere from our neighborhoods to the workplace to church, that that uh, that's not a message that's going to go without effect. No, absolutely. And I want you to think about this too, Adam. This 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 is interesting. This this came to me as I was reading the study. Men are the only, you know, subculture. We're the only gender. We're the only people group. If if you want to call men uh, a yeah. people group, that you're allowed to paint with a broad brush. And like nobody minds, like, yep. like you'll, they'll even in high academic circles, they'll, they'll applaud it. So, so if, if I make some sort of detrimental kind of generalization about women, bro, mm -hmm. I would be canceled. Yeah. If I, if, if, if I said something derogative and general about African-Americans or Jewish people or um, Hispanic people, like, and just painted with this broad brush. Bro, like they would shut me down in a heartbeat, and yep. rightly so. Like yeah. rightly so. Yeah. But but we live in a time where where culture not only applauds painting men with a broad brush, but like we put it on a platform and like give you an honorary doctorate in it. Yep, yep. And and it's crazy that we allow we allow culture to do that. Yeah. Um, so the real thing for me, I mean, that's very very interesting with a lot of that. But what I what I I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on is going, okay, so what, what, what should we do about this? I mean, I, I certainly don't think, I mean, do we want to go get into a culture war? Like, I don't know if that's, if that's what we want to do. Right. No. Well, I don't think there's any way to win that. Yeah. So I, yeah. so, so I think we've lost the culture war, hmm. you know, and, and that might be a hot take, but um, I think we've lost it. And I think the approach, at least the approach the last couple of years of ranting, on Facebook and on Twitter, and then, you know, promoting the hyper-masculine Andrew Tate and David Goggins and people of that nature, like that hasn't helped either. Right. 
right? I think so. I think what we need to do is is go back to to listening and and talking to ourselves. I love what Martin Lloyd Jones said. He he wrote a little book called Spiritual Depression hmm. um, that every Christian should read. And and he says in that book, he says, you know, the main way to fight spiritual depression is to stop listening to ourselves and start talking to ourselves. Huh. That's like what we that. need to do. So, yeah. so, so stop listening to, to everything culture is saying, but start speaking God's truth over your life. Hmm. Like, like we need to start today reminding um, our children, reminding young men, you know, reminding, reminding men in general, this is who God says you are. So, so media saying you're a villain, that's, that's not who you are. Yeah. Media is saying you're a pervert and you're a womanizer. Um, that's not who you are. Um, Andrew Tate is saying if you don't have a Ferrari and if you're not sleeping with multiple women and if you don't have a cigar like attached to your finger, you're not a man. Like, no, 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 no. That's that's, that's not, not it either. Like, yeah. we've got to start speaking the truth about manhood and masculinity to ourselves so that we can start believing it again. Yeah, and we we may need to uh, repeat it often because of how frequently we're going to hear the other message or see the other message because there's there's literally billions of dollars behind oh, that other message right now, right? Absolutely, man. And and plus, this is not a bag on men, but but we're men. I mean, yeah. just like there, there, I, I need to hear things multiple times sometimes. That's just, right. Just like I had to hear the gospel. I you know the gospel was probably preached to me a thousand times before I ever believed it. Yeah. You know, and 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 I love what Frederick Douglass said, right? He said it's easier to train up um boys than to repair broken men. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so you know, I'm 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 not saying older men are lost in this, like like we've got to speak truth to them too, but but really my my emphasis today would be um some of you older men who have grandsons, maybe you have some of you dads who have sons, man, start today speaking true and good masculinity and manhood principles into the life of your sons. Yeah. Yeah. And those of us that maybe are not in that situation, what I what I like when I hear that, it taps into a little bit of competitiveness in me where I'm going, I want to be a pebble in people's shoe Come on. with that. So I want to, I, I want when they interact with me and they see this man, I can't control all men. I can't control the narrative. I want them to go, huh? That one was different. I expected villain, aggressor, pervert, womanizer, and I didn't get that. I got something different. And that, That's right. that to me feels like a healthy way to approach this as well of just going, you're not going to take over the New York Times and start writing different uh, op-eds or different articles about men there. You can't get on The View and start to change <laughs> that on daytime. I don't even know if that's still on, but I, that's what I think of with daytime <laughs> television. And uh, you can't do that, but every small interaction you have with somebody else, especially somebody of the opposite sex, you can be a pebble in their shoe. You can be a counter narrative, right? Oh, brother. And what if, I love that, Adam. That's so good. What if, what if men started living like and believing that maybe the only expression and definition of manhood people were going to see today was you? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. like you woke up every day thinking, okay, I'm the only good expression of masculinity and manhood the people in my office are going to see today. And you wear that like a badge of honor. 
For sure. I'm yeah. the only good expression people in the marketplace, people at the grocery store, people at my church are going to see. And like you begin to live up to that calling and standard, bro, it'd be, it'd be game changing. Yeah. You want to find some purpose and meaning? Go. Go do that. That'll give you some purpose and meaning in all the mundane interactions you have every day. Uh, you get to be a counter narrative with all of that, which listen, that was something that was said to me and I'm sure said to you 20 years ago about you may be the only expression of Jesus that this person sees today. Right. right. And so in some ways it's, it's like, it's, it's that similar idea that as we go through our life and as we live walking with God, trying to be God's man, uh, we're, we're causing a little bit of hesitation or pause. Hopefully when people walk away from us going, that was different. That was different. I don't, I don't, I don't have a category for that. Oh, bro. I was, I was recently at a college campus and I was talking to the Dean of students afterwards. And he kind of asked this general question, like, like, how do you know when godly manhood or godly masculinity has like taken root on a college campus? And, and, and I told him, I said, man, um, and I forgot where I got this from, but I got it from somebody else. I said, I said, you'll know it's taken root when a young man makes an advance on a woman and she tells him no, but he still has the courage and conviction to walk her safely home to her dorm room. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I said, come on, like, 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 that's what we want. Like, like, that's the expression. That's the picture, man. You're not a villain. You're not an aggressor. You're not a, a pervert. You're not a womanizer. No, like, like you're a child of the king. Yeah. And, and uh, just reiterating that over and over to men. I think we need to do more of that today. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. And then even like, if we're playing that scenario out, she doesn't view that action as perverted uh, or as being overly aggressive, she's just like, oh, he's a he's a respectable young man, and he's walking 100%. me home. That's great, right? Yeah, so he, she doesn't feel he cares threatened. about my person. That's right. That's and right. then, and, and that's another great definition, right? Like, like as a man, when anyone comes in inside my sphere of influence, physically, emotionally, mentally, professionally, like I want them to feel safe. Like that's my role mm-hmm. as a man to, to to make sure they feel safe and. And again, there there are multiple expressions of this. We could do a whole, whole show on that, but yeah. But I think the principle here is is we've got to start counteracting cultural lies with scriptural truth, right? Yep. And 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 I know we've got a lot of pastors that listen to the podcast. Like, I, I just want to say something to them for a second. Yeah. Like this starts with our churches. Hmm. So like like quit making fun of guys. Yeah. Like stop with the dad jokes. Like, stop belittling men uh, uh, from the stage. Like, all you're doing is feeding into this cultural narrative that men are dumb and useless and, you know, they're the villains and they're the bad guys. Like, sometimes the church is the worst at this. Mm, yeah. So um, I was just with, I was with a, a super prominent church in Texas and, and, and they were like, man, what's one thing we can do to just start changing the culture around our men? And I told him, like, when you see a husband or when you see a dad or when you see a single guy walking across the parking lot coming into church, man, grab him by the arm and say, good on you, bro. I see you. Mm. Like, keep it up. Keep leading spiritually. Like, keep investing in the kingdom. Keep him like, like instead of discouraging men, how about we just start encouraging men and see what that does? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, because there is like, yeah, that that narrative. So. In some ways, like we've got this brand already on us that we've got to uh, we've got to encourage away. Yeah. And it's like and also to those young men, like uh, 
Like, let's not believe that. So when yes. you do start to drive around going, nah, it's just nothing. Like, let's say you're in a season right now, and I'm not making light of this, where like, so guys, like where we put our eyes when we are with other people, right? Specifically mm-hmm. people of the opposite sex. We look people in the eyes. That's what respectable men do. We got, we've got a season where we see our eyes are starting to wander. Don't just start to label yourself as that's just me. I'm just a perverted womanizer, you know, just woe is me. That's right. No, you're a man of God. You're a man of God uh, who wants to love and respect people. And, uh, and you had maybe a bad couple days with all that, but repent, move on. And don't believe this narrative that Come you on. are just what everybody is telling you through through popular media right now. Mm, so good, bro. That's that's phenomenal advice. Yeah. Phenomenal. So I like that. Okay. So I mean, this is this is just the world that we're living in right yeah. now. So again, we're not we're not calling everybody to a cultural war. We're calling people to uh, be God's man. Uh, do you know? Stay in your lane. Uh, keep keep being that pebble in, in a shoe to other people that you meet. You may be the only representation of a counter narrative uh, for others when you're out there. And again, we're not saying so. Go Lone Ranger and do this on your own, right? That this is the Better Man podcast. It's not that's not in our DNA to just tell that's you right. to go out there and figure this out on your own. This is better done with some other people. Yeah, yeah, and it's better model. Like like find that find that godly expression of manhood and masculinity find that man and go learn from him that's right hang out with him sit at his feet man um uh, because again we have to be ushered into that uh because what's going to happen uh we talked about this an episode or two ago like all life is imitation like you are imitating something and and if all you're doing is looking towards culture and and looking towards secular podcasts and and YouTube channels and things of that nature you're going to be feeding in and imitating the cultural expression of manhood and masculinity which what culture is saying is you're a villain you're an aggressor you're a pervert you're a womanizer hmm. so you you're not immune to it like even the most intelligible person listening to this, if you hear that long enough, you will begin to to take on that identity. That's right. So what you have to do is replace that identity with something else, um, namely the greatest man that ever walked the earth, King Jesus, right? Look to him, be like him. But he's given us other men in our church, in our lives that do promote healthy expressions of manhood and masculinity that we can link up with, man, and just drink from. I love it. I love it. Well, Chris, as always, uh, this is great. Uh, thanks for thanks for finding that study. Obviously, thank you to Nancy Piercy uh, for for doing this and just the way she's trying to to help us men with that counter narrative and just her work is so fantastic with all that. So um, that's it. We got a great calling on our life to go be that counter narrative, and it matters. And so, um, awesome conversation today. Good to be I with you. I love it, man. John Lewis. He marched with Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. He would always tell he would he would always tell the activist he would say hey if you're gonna be trouble be good trouble <laughs> I like that so come on man let's be let's good go. trouble let's go be good trouble <laughs> I like it all right see you brother later dude every week here on the Better Man Podcast our aim is to give you real tips on how you can be the better man that God has made you to be and we do this because we meet guys all the time who want to be a better man but they don't know how to do it. Most men get their cues on what it means to be a man from the culture, and although there are some great examples out there, we believe the most common cultural examples of masculinity fall short of what God wants from us. 
Well, today, in addition to this podcast, we want to let you know about a bonus resource. It's called Five Ways to Be a Better Man. It's a free e-publication written to simplify and encourage your pursuit of biblical masculinity. It's actionable, it's quick to read, and it's free. All you have to do is go to betterman.com, put in your email address, and you will be able to download this publication called Five Ways to Be a Better Man. So go on out there right now, betterman.com. Once again, that's betterman.com.